welcome to the Deadly Addictions channel. I am Joseph F. Olsis, author of The Mushroom King, book one of the Deadly Addiction Chronicles. So what's in the name will be the title for this podcast. And I'm going to talk about the genesis of the book and the world I created and how all my friends and everybody came together. It starts with me being very young, getting into Dungeons and Dragons. I got really serious with it, I would say about 12, you know, 11 to 13 years old. It wasn't long before I started becoming a dungeon master and doing a lot of work with writing. I found it was an outlet for some of the things that were going on in my life, as I explained in my previous video. Another love I had was Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. Martial arts movies from the 70s. I think Shaw Brothers goes back maybe to the 50s, but for me, late 60s, early 70s, martial arts movies, 36 Chamber, Avenging Eagles, and in Manhattan, they had the shows you can go see in Chinatown. So I was really interested. And it was something I grew up with, loving, never stopped. And being a lover of fantasy, I would look to combine them in the future. But how it came about was, every so often during my life, I was born in 1971, so I'm almost 49, I would find periods in my life where I would write chapters of a book. And I started writing my campaigns as a dungeon master with the idea that they would be novels. And I think I took this from the Dragonland series. I believe it's Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, how they role played the characters. And it's one of my favorite series ever. That obviously Lord of the Rings, uh, the Shannara series, all the Forgotten Realms books and Icewind Dale trilogy. Even, um, I like the Wheel of Time, lots of other authors, but so I would write chapters here and there and never go all the way through with it. I would dungeon master and game master cause I did superheroes and I've always used the second edition system, the players option to use it to grab other genres and turn them into a D&D role-playing experience. So if it was Star Trek or Star Wars, and even though they had their own role-playing systems, which I played, I would bring them into the Dungeons and Dragons realm of the way the dice works and the system, all the um, mechanics. And I would do it vice versa too. So I would use the Marvel. Well, back then it was the phase rip. I don't know what the, it was called exactly. And then recently for me, the Marvel Saga system. And I would do the reverse. I could take D&D characters who we've played with for a long time and transfer them over to the Marvel Saga system. And sometimes I would make like a portal open up and characters would come in. So I did that for a long time. I would guess, I'm going to say around 2009-ish. Um... Yeah, 2009, I think. There was lots of things going on. A lot, always had lots of campaigns going. I would DM or GM up to three times a week sometimes. 
Some sessions were 24 hours, all-nighters. Sometimes I'd play with big groups, sometimes small, even only one person. I even, for a time, worked at a store my friend owned. We did Magic the Gathering, he had tables, and I run Dungeons and Dragons. I'm familiar with the tournaments at back in the day. Um, I don't know if Wizards of the Coast had taken it over yet. So loving writing Dungeons and Dragons, having a history with the Shaw Brothers movies, and I love the monks in the system. Around 2009, I decided to write a campaign and we had monks in the group and I wanted to transfer over the five deadly venoms from the Shaw Brothers movies. So I made the styles up in uh, Oriental Adventures, I think it's first edition AD&D. Had a formula to create styles of Kung Fu. Uh, I think the three ones they give you were basic Kung Fu, Ninjutsu, and Karate. And they also had a formula that would let you create style. So I would do Tiger style and Crane. So we developed the Five Deadly Addiction, or the Five Deadly Venoms, and role played them for a while. And there were characters that were in the background after we stopped and played other campaigns. And dedicating myself to writing a book eventually, me and my fiance at the time, it was a chance to do something I've always wanted to do, take a risk. And I found the opportunity when I was laid off from work. Sitting and playing Dungeons and Dragons, a friend of mine actually mentions and I don't know if the other friend was playing the drunken monk at the time, because he, he, I think he was, so he was playing, he said, the smoking monk. And it just clicked. Everything clicked. The campaign I was running came to a halt, and I transformed it. And from there was the genesis of all my creativity and looking to make this a huge story. I think at that time we had four people playing constantly in groups for Dungeons and Dragons and I developed the Smoking Monk style, reformed the Drunken Monk style, because now that we're going to have a little twist on them, developed the characters in depth, fleshed everything out, wrote a campaign on it, role played it for a year and four months, something like that. After some time, I decided to just write the novel and I didn't stop. I didn't go back and revisit things and change things. So it was pretty straightforward, just writing and got all my friends together would tell them the adventure, kind of give the secrets behind what was going on because it was going to be a novel. And we brainstormed every, sometimes every night of the week, if we weren't just playing. And I would let them know how things would connect. I had three slim, small, I don't know, diary type books, but they were very soft and you could fold them around and put them in your pocket. So I used the three books to outline the story as it would be in three books and did the chapters 
knowing I was going to have a certain rhythm to the story. We all got together and they started drawing as they would come up with scenarios for um, ideas of the book and the characters, what they would look like. So I'll start a slideshow and it'll go through various uh, art that was done. All the art for my book is done by friends, except for the cover sleeve that is prominently shown on the video right now. The inside sleeves for the hardcover was not done by friends. I had to get that separate. But every chapter heading, all the scenes that I would describe, well, a lot of scenes I would describe, they would sketch them, um, especially the chapter headings, because I knew what character would be involved, what I wanted to be near, uh, be the focus of that chapter. And they came through. Um, the hard work they put into it. At the end of this video, I'm going to read the inside sleeve of my book and give thanks. So we're talking hundreds of photos. I think this slideshow is 80 something pictures uh, and then not all their art, but sketches of the characters, poses that I think they would be in. And also at the same time, I'm planning out the building of the world itself. So. Every character is pages of history from when they were born to current and even possible future. Because I knew the first book wouldn't contain all of them and what would be going on while the first book's going on and in the second book and what would be going on for the third book. So a lot, all the characters were fleshed out, pages and pages. And then with the artwork, I looked for, I think two of my friends who were just obviously better at it and I would take it into Photoshop and work on it. So they would use drawing paper or sometimes a pad. You can see some of the photos that'll come up. You'll see the binder on it. And I was good at Photoshop to give you an idea. It's Photoshop six <laughs> and it came with image ready, which was a GIF animated program. And believe it or not, it's what I'm using today. Because going back and getting all this stuff off my old computers, I found the Photoshop 6. So I'm still to today, all the artwork, all my animation gifts are from Photoshop 6. For a time, I was part of forums and I would be in the SIG signature section. I would do SIGs for people. And, you know, it's the banners for their name, the websites. Um, I actually did some for a game called Freedom Force. I was going by the name Starlock at the time. And I would do hexadecimal code and alter the meshes and the 3D figures and create special effects and do skins for the characters. So I was real familiar with um, Photoshop, uh, lots of animated GIFs I did. And I would take the pictures and darken the line, do what I had to do, turn them into GIFs and use them for chapter headings. And I also was writing the outline for the comic books that I wanted to do and the animated TV show. So once the book and the novel got off the ground, when I didn't want to get bogged down in it, I shifted my focus and 
would write the outline for the first season of the animated show. And that would take place right before the books. And I wrote the first episode, uh, the first script. Uh, I used cell text and wrote the outline for 12 episodes. I then wrote the outline for the comic books, which were going to be the origins, childhood to right when the animated show starts. I also developed a trading card game. I would say the closest thing would be Yu-Gi-Oh! Rather than something like Magic, The Gathering. And all this got taken all my time and I wouldn't get frustrated and I just move on to another project. All of it was in building a world and my blending of fantasy and Show Brothers Kung Fu was the fact that I was a big fan of the Five Deadly Venoms. And the story that came with it was actually pretty good. Some of the martial arts movies are great action. They don't have good stories. This was good. Avenging Eagles is probably my favorite. Alexander Fushang for story. And the Venoms did a lot of movies that they weren't the same characters, but they were called the Venoms because they were the big thing at that time. When he, when my friend mentioned the Smoking Monk, I knew it would be the Five Deadly Addictions. Each one would harness a drug to en enhance their style of martial arts. And in the first book, picks up with one lung, the Smoking Monk, I believe, and would pick up where the animated show would end. Knowing I had the five daily addictions, I developed the styles, like I said, from the Oriental Adventures. Loosely took the, st the storylines and the fact that three of the addiction masters would have turned evil or gone bad, and two would have to rise up to stop them. The twist I wanted to put on was not a magic focused world, although there is magic in the world, but that they would use drugs to enhance their styles and the foundation of that would be psionics. Dungeons and Dragons had a pretty good outline of psionics in the second edition. They had lots of plays, handbooks, and I've used it over the years with many characters. As a matter of fact, one of my characters I made in someone else's world, where they were DMing, was a monk psionicist. So anyway, that was the genesis of that. It took someone saying the smoking monk, or really playing the drunken monk, had created the deadly venoms, and it went off from there. Everything was being written. Um, looking back, Maybe what I was going through is in the books in a in a way Some things that happen in the books or the tone in some sections I noticed that by looking at the second book, which is not finished yet, but So like I said all my friends came through if it wasn't helping me with talking about the story and role-playing sections of the book or coming up with names and 
um, ideas for characters that I would mention, they were vital. So the book, the world, everything is a combination of all my friends, all the people who have played Dungeons and Dragons with me. Some people might be surprised that some things they said or situations they were in, I put in the book. And it wasn't just when we role played for a year and a half or so with the characters themselves from the book. I would take pieces that would happen in other campaigns, especially someone who played a dwarf and there's a dwarf in the book. I might give him a scenario or his tone would be based on uh, someone who played. And that goes for my brother and most of my friends. Those characters, they're in the book. And I paid homage to the memory of people I've lost, friends, and even ones that were not close friends anymore. And not, not for any other reason that people get, they separate to get families and they do other things, they move. Anything I could find that would fit the story that I was creating, I just threw it in, tried to make it seem part of it and natural for the tone of the book. I don't know how long it took me to write the book. My, my mindset at the time was a little crazy because of what my fiance was going through. There were times of her cancer was in remission and it wasn't, and a lot of that's a blur. And looking at the, looking at it in hindsight, I can't really say maybe seven months, I don't know. So the book is done. Um, we set up a booth in the Comic-Con, which I probably will do a separate podcast on. My Comic-Con experience of 2012 in New York. We got the Comic-Con. I set up a Zazzle store. I don't even know if that Zazzle store is still running. Imagine I have like lots of money in the store. That'd be funny. Anyway. We got the Zazzle store going, so I had shirts, hats, um, mugs, buttons, carry bags, anything I could take all the artwork that you're seeing, transfer it into a GIF, either a black outline or a white outline. Oh, there goes the the pin now. Oh, I mean, one of the pins or keychains. <laughs> I think it's a keychain. And prepared everything. We we got. Um, I got ready on Facebook, uh, author pages on Twitter, looked at, uh, the E version of the book, the electronic version, which is as far as I got, cause I never got to make the paperback. Once the hardcover came out and, uh, Comic-Con was over, I just detached myself, but the process was pretty fun. Everybody chipped in. I had friends of friends come and just read from, read with me and give me some editing techniques. I'm not a academic and I dropped out at 16, but I will write, keep writing and writing right until I stop and then go back and look over it. I've read enough of how to craft a story and creative writing um, techniques by lots of people, plus my 30 years of being a dungeon master. 
I wasn't worried about where the story would go. It came naturally, especially with all the friends playing and uh, 30 years of uh, history of playing, uh, if not as a DM. And it was a great time. If it wasn't for my fiance's sickness, would have been the best ever. There was a vitality to me and everybody connected that was infectious. Um, I can't tell you the times that people would just come over, sit here while I'm typing and asking them questions. What do you think about this chapter or that chapter? And like I said, the artwork that you're seeing, they would draw on pads. And sometimes I would just describe to them, oh, I need a, a dragon for this. Or um, I need, uh, I called the dinosaurs pterosaurs. Because the premise of my book is that it's Pangaea, right when it's about one or two continents and the earth hasn't um, separated its uh, continents to become what it is now. Um, that is a werewolf in the book. And it didn't matter if I was going to use the artwork in the book or not. What happened is it would be inspiration for me. So I would write on index cards wherever I was or my little book, uh, a scene in the, a scene that I wanted in the book. And I would tell a friend and he would draw it real quick. Um, and I would use that. And I kept everything, which is what you're seeing now. I found a lot of stuff on some old computers finally. I was able to get the information off them. So I had all the chapter headings done. When I finished the first book, I had the outline for nine books. The second book was being worked on. All the projects connected to it were pretty fleshed out because I wanted to start with when this, but when the book came out, I wanted to have a script ready to send out uh, for the animated show. Um, I never got finished with the script for the movie, the live action movie. I found the file on Celtech, so I can start going back into that now. I want to finish that. But when I came up with the idea and knew the book was coming out, I wanted to, at the same time, be able to go, this is what I want to do with the comic book. And I wrote on Lodge Oak Tag the first comic for the Smoking Monk. And I actually drew the panel layout for the whole comic. And a friend of mine's friend, I gave it to him because he was a good artist. And that was about seven years ago and I haven't heard from him. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to come out of the gate with lots of stuff prepared. I knew what the second book was gonna be, the third book. I had an idea for trilogies that would come afterwards. I had the trading card game, the comic book, the animated show, and there's probably things I'm forgetting. However, going towards Comic Con, I reveal in my uh, previous podcast about me, my fiance's cancer came back. And we knew it was going to be tough and 
I think that's when things started going downhill for me mentally and maybe didn't show. But we got through it, got the final manuscript back. I think what happened. Hmm. Anyway, we ordered this stuff, had the Comic-Con booked. My fiance was going to another state for treatment and I went alone. I'll do in a separate podcast because I'll put up maybe a slideshow of all the uh, pictures we took there and the stories that I'll tell from that. Anyway, that looks like that should be it. The second book I worked on recently and I had written 14 chapters about and going back into it recently, I edited it down to eight because I started seeing what my mindset was, what I was going through being or being put into the book. It was seeping into the characters and the tone. So I recently just altered it. I went back and I think I'm, I put it down to eight and I'm up to about 10 now. However, because of my life and the things that are going on, it's not going to be my priority right now. So in ending this, I do want to thank the few fans I have that do connect with me and contact me. I want to apologize. Not that I feel I need to, but my mindset was not into it. Um, after the Comic-Con, she fought for another two to three years, maybe four, maybe brain is fried I do smoke a lot of weed I am packing a bowl so if that's what people are if you can hear that I'm not even sure <laughs> so I wanted to thank the fans that I have left and the ones that are contacted me you mean the world to me knowing that people like what I do and it's my fault I never kept up with it even the author community on Twitter I just didn't care anymore. I dropped out. I had no passion for it. My life was in turmoil. And the process of going through what I went through, it helped when a fan would reach out to me. And I had all my public inf information out there. It's still out there. I don't go by other names or anything the people will contact me oh when you're coming up with a second book so i'll always be appreciative and thank all the fans and i want to end with my book can you hear the pages turning i wonder if you can so illustrations by robert dominguez also goes by robert Bowley. Justin Kravitz and Steve Steven Salerno. Those are my friends who helped with the book. Eric Tamayo also helped me. The book is dedicated to Michelle. My strength, my love. And I want to read the acknowledgments. I would like to thank Eric Tamayo and Steven Salerno. But without them, this book would not be possible. I would also like to thank my whole family. For their love and support, especially my mom and his sister, my Aunt Dee. To my brother Alex, his wife Kim, and my two nephews, Alex and Anthony. 
My heart soars and my imagination knows no ends thanks to you. Special thank you to Justin Kravitz, Robert Dominguez, and to all my friends, especially those who played Dungeons and Dragons with me over the many years. This book is a tribute to the memory of Larry Manfredi, Philip Petrak, and all the family and friends who have left us on this journey. You are with me always. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Joseph F. Alsis, Addiction Master on Twitter and most social media. Till next time, take care.